from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to take a look into one of the most pressing issues in the trucking industry, the labor shortage. Throughout this year, we spoke with an array of experts and leaders about various subjects. No matter where the conversation went, it always brought us back to the subject of labor. Finding and keeping truck drivers and technicians was a core concern in 2021, and it remains to be one in 2022. During the beginning of this year, we had Transport Topics staff reporter Connor Wolf to provide some perspective from his coverage of mergers and acquisitions and where it might lead the industry with the driver shortage. So uh, with the driver shortage, obviously, uh, if you're looking at the uh, ATA projections, that's a problem that's just going to continue to get worse. And we may have marginal gains there because of legislative changes if stuff like that comes through. But I think that problem is just going to continue to get worse. Where it will normalize, though, is we may see some normalization with demand. Demand is so heightened right now that um, that once that starts stabilizing, well, it didn't really fix the problem on the worker shortage side, but at least there's a little bit less pressure on carriers uh, to get stuff out. So I expect demand will help. A normalization with demand, uh, or at least some consistency there, uh, will help alleviate some pressure on the driver shortage. The labor shortage has definitely put a strain on all segments of the industry, as it has been presenting many problems over the years. The need for workers has, just the same, presented several opportunities. During our conversation at the Technology and Maintenance Council's annual meeting in Orlando this spring, Ashley Savage, National Sales Manager of Coop by Ryder, explained how the driver shortage has created the need for managers and owners to think of alternatives, like truck leasing. So the driver shortage is a huge challenge right now for all different types of businesses, no matter what industry you're in. So on a daily basis, I am talking to businesses who are having a very difficult time finding drivers, retaining drivers, uh, paying their drivers. Um, you know, salaries have significantly increased. Uh, there's major sign-on bonuses that are being offered by businesses just so they can source drivers. And it's, you know, creating a operational challenge, a financial challenge for these businesses. And while their trucks are sitting, they're still obligated for that, you know, financial, um, you know, payment, maybe maintenance associated with it. And so Coop is helping, you know, create a, a space and an outlet for, you know, those businesses to put their trucks to work while uh, they're trying to find their drivers and, you know, dealing with all of that and helping cover their, their financial payments that they may have. In an episode about the shortage of human workers, you wouldn't think to hear of autonomous vehicles. But yes, labor problems in the trucking industry have indeed made an impact on the world of driverless vehicles. Robert Brown, Chief Strategy Officer at Spartan Radar, talked about the dynamic of Level 4 anonymy. Level 4 represents fully autonomous driving, although a human driver can still request control. Brown explained how the future of autonomous transportation can make an impact on the industry's labor issues. But the jury is still out. I mean, I, I know I'm a, you know, people call me like the hype man for for the level four space. But I mean, just as someone that's been in the industry for quite some time and, and understand the, the limitations of it, the technology and what it can do, it has to be a fleet model. Um, and I mean, all the, and I don't need to lecture this audience on the business use cases for, for what we're trying to do in trucking, it is ripe for disruption, disruption between the driver shortage, the capacity issues, 
the supply chain issues, being able to recruit uh, qualified drivers with the, you know, with, with drug testing, um, you know, increasing and, and more and more drivers leaving it and also retiring. I mean, I always tell people if if the level four industry doesn't do what they say they're going to do, we're all in a world of hurt. As the labor problem persists in 2022, there are plenty of industry leaders getting at the root of the issue to find solutions. We asked Brenda Neville, CEO and president of the Iowa Motor Truck Association, about her efforts to attract more women and people of color to trucking and what the industry needs to do to make that happen. But here's the reality. It has forced us as an industry, as association leaders, legislator leaders, regulators, we have, we have been forced to look at, um, okay, what's out there and the minorities and women drivers is certainly that conversation, you know, even five years ago was not as prevalent as today. And so that's a good thing. And so from our perspective, we have been seeking out ways that we can get in front of those minority groups. And I know when we go to high schools in particular, um, there is interest by females and we as an industry have to do a better job really finding ways that we can get in front of of females and minorities, uh, specifically for the female um, sector, you know, getting female drivers that can actually be out there as a spokesperson for us. Um, you know, we're looking for those because then they can really relate to those other potential female drivers. And I think the same, same kind of approach would apply with the minorities. But I know we as an association have become much more aggressive in, in finding ways that we can get in front of those different groups. And, and that's a good thing. Like I said, we weren't doing that even five years ago, but because of the, the escalation and the driver shortage, I think it has forced all of us to be um, much more mindful of the potential employees that are out there that, that, that can drive trucks and do a very good job driving trucks. As we mentioned before, it's not about finding the drivers. It's also about keeping them. During our lively conversation with Anthony Pellegrino, President and Chief Operations Officer at Ag Energy Transport, we talked about the importance of onboarding new drivers and expectations of fleets and employees when it comes to company culture. So it's important, like honestly, if you're going to be a successful trucking company today, you really truly have to have buy-in from all employees, from the from the guy that fixes your trucks or even cleans your trucks, all the way up to you know uh, executive management, all along the lane. So I try to, I have certain drivers that have taken the lead on when we have new drivers coming out of orientation, they take them under their wing and they're kind of like the big brother. Uh, I make sure I include my dispatchers and my ops managers that are part, they're part of the orientation and on the boarding process. So everybody has buy-in. There's it, Nobody's unreachable. The owners of our company, um, they reach out to every employee in their business units just to see how they're doing at least once a month. It's, it's, I know it's some, you know, if I, if I got 15,000 employees, which I don't, it's kind of impossible, but majority, there's not, there's a, there's only a handful of giant trucking companies out there. Transport topics in one word, authoritative. Knowledge. Outstanding. Reliable. We ask transport topics readers to describe us in one word. Informative. Informative. Integrity. The Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I gotta have it both. Physically large. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. The shortage is not limited to people. We've seen many reports about the supply chain bottlenecks from a shortage of parts and resources that keep the logistics world going. As fleets and brokers are currently battling those issues, Anthony Satarja, CEO of Parade, 
a capacity management platform for freight brokers, talked about that situation and the road forward for the logistics supply chain in the U.S. It's been a wake-up call, I think, for a lot of manufacturers and um, a lot of retailers. I think across the board, we've seen shortages, and I think that these companies and for this U.S. supply chain as a whole, we'll see far more investment into supply chain and trying to make sure we can not only have efficient supply chain, but also resilient supply chains as well. And I think that benefits just all participants within supply chain, transportation also as well, really rethinking what does it mean to really invest uh, within my supply chain and uh, ensure that we don't have a situation where we're not able to get to the end consumer. Um, so it's, 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 it's a bigger problem than just transport. You know, it goes down to all everything towards the suppliers and even raw materials. But I think uh, people just as a whole, more investment into supply chain. Another shortage that we discussed on road signs during the year dealt with the lack of fleet technicians. As the driver shortage gave rise to more truck leasing operations, the tech shortage has shined a light on outsourcing as an option for fleets. During our conversation at the TMC annual meeting this spring, Dan Williams, CEO of Emerit Fleet Solutions, addressed how hiring margins have become tighter and how his company's services are filling the void in the technician pool. The technician shortage is real. The, uh, the investments that you need to make to both recruit technicians but also retain technicians is real and getting higher, and it's, it's becoming harder. So as we, as, we, as we see that, what we're experiencing is that there's been a lot of fleets that you know, maybe don't perceive maintenance to be a core competence, and they've been on the fence about whether or not to move to outsourcing. And the challenges that we're all facing in the last 12 to 18 months have pushed them over the fence. And so we've got, we are seeing new customers today coming that have decided they want to begin to outsource. You know, how, how we do it, I, I'd love to say that we've got a silver bullet. There, there really isn't one that exists. But I will say that I think it's logical that if you focus on something and you specialize in something and there's something that all you do every day is think about how to do it better, you're probably going to be better at it than somebody who's got lots of different things on their mind. And, and so that's what we are. We've, all we do is maintenance. A hiring and retaining and developing technicians is core to our business. And so we think about it every day on how to do it better. And I think that uh, I think we're probably better than most. To get at the root of the tech shortage, Randy Obermeyer, chairman of the Technology and Maintenance Council, offered some insight on getting younger people involved in automotive technology and offered that the industry is in the middle of a mind shift and that the industry should meet the newer generation where they're at to get their message out. I go back to the days when I was coaching high school volleyball, soccer, girls soccer was the same time as girls volleyball. And when I would go home from you know, practice or whatever, you watch a little TV, movies, you go to, the, you watch a movie and it's a kid playing soccer. And then you go to a commercial break and there's a van getting sold to a lady that she's hauling her kids to the soccer game. And I can't compete with that uh, because it, you know, the volleyball isn't out there advertised like soccer is. So I, th I see the same thing happening in this field. Uh, you know, you have the TVs that you, you see a lot of doctors and lawyers and, and nurses and Fire, you know, firefighters and police and all these other things, but you, you never see a mechanic. And, I, and I'm not saying they have to create movies about mechanics. It'd probably be a pretty boring movie, but we need to advertise it. We need to find a way, uh, because this is a very technology-driven 
industry now. And these kids that were born with iPads and iPhones in their hands, they can handle this. And it's not back-breaking, dirty, greasy work anymore. Some of it is. Some people enjoy doing that, and some people will, will continue to do that. But the industry has changed so much now that it's become uh, t a technology field. Uh, and people coming out of uh, high school can really start right away if, if they know computers. Uh, there's some people that do nothing but troubleshooting electrical issues with a laptop. It's the stuff that they were basically born to do, in my opinion. Uh, so we don't. We, we got to get away from the the whole thing of mom and dad pushing the kids to go to four-year schooling and end up with so much debt that you know they can't they can't work their way back out of it. Uh, this is a very good career, and uh, we need either billboards or we need to get on the TikToks, we need to get on Snapchats, we need to get on the sides of trailers and show that this is a very good uh, very good field for people and they can make a lot of money being a mechanic these days. A lot of the older school mechanics were I you know basically said that you know years ago trucks were all nuts and bolts. And you you had to have the somebody that was willing to get greasy and dirty. Uh, to be a mechanic and you know willing to do the backbreaking work, uh, a lot of the mechanics came from farm communities and stuff like that. Now with it being so technology driven, I think we have a bigger pool of people to choose from. Plus, I I think I see a little bit of a change in the thought process. You know, I think about my son. You know, he does he didn't want to become a mechanic necessarily, but he didn't want to go to four year trade school. He wanted to work with his hands. So I I see a little bit more of a shift in that, which I'm glad to see. Um, and with this being technology driven, I think that those kids, those uh, you know, young adults coming out of high school could really help us. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, Let's take a moment to revisit what we heard from our guests this year. Industry leaders have been attempting to remedy the shortage of labor for some time. With low unemployment numbers and an economy slowly getting its footing, the problem still looks to be twofold. First, new blood is needed and hiring companies should make concerted efforts to reach out to people who are not familiar with the industry. Second, those companies should offer conditions and incentives to keep those new members in the fleet. Of course, that's way easier said than done. However, moving forward, the industry should know where those pain points are, especially since this has been a long-standing problem. The driver, technician, and part shortages, perceived or real, are still an issue to be discussed and hopefully figured out. As with any problem, we must know the root of it. As we learned anything in history, the solution may be buried in it. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. <laughs>